0: Hello, and thank
1: you for tuning in to Beyond the Acquisition, a podcast for the B2B SaaS industry. Your host, John Wood, talks with SaaS industry leaders, founders, and experts. John will find out how
0: they approach customer success in post-acquisition tactics, strategy, and tools. Find out what your peers are doing to keep their customers happy, engaged, and subscribed.
1: Hello, this is John Wood, host of Beyond the Acquisition. We've got an excellent show for you today. Stephen O'Keefe, Director of Customer Success at HubSpot. He's going to give us a little bit of the secret sauce that's helped make HubSpot one of the leaders in marketing automation. Be sure to jump on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and check out some of our other episodes of Beyond the Acquisition. And if you're interested in a service delivery partner or improving your customer success within your SaaS company, check out 3pointllc.com. Now here's the interview with Stephen. All right. Thank you very much, Stephen O'Keefe from HubSpot, for joining us on the Beyond the Acquisition podcast today. How are you, sir? Great, great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us again. I appreciate you taking the time. Let's jump right into it. Steven is the director of customer success at HubSpot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, here for about 10 years and have really been working in customer success for, gosh, over probably 15
1: years now in one way, shape, or form. So we're, we're happy to have an expert here. So let's jump right into um, a question that I think everybody has a, a slightly different definition for. Um, how do you define customer success? And maybe you could talk a little bit about w- what it means to you guys at, at HubSpot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really the the core of what we do is is making our, our customers successful. And I sort of think about customer success as really helping you know create value for customers by by helping them sort of adopt and utilize the uh, the products that we have, but also to expose them to to new products as well that could uh, help them achieve or exceed exceed their goals. Whether that's you know maybe a feature they're they're not using, or perhaps maybe it's a new a new product, uh, that's available for purchase.
1: So I, I guess that leads me into, to the next question here as a platform provider offering sort of a, I guess, a number of solutions underneath, um, you know, the, the primary banner of a CRM, um, what is it, what is it that you guys at HubSpot are doing to, to measure, um, your product adoption within, within yeah. your group or, and, and what are you doing to help your customers better utilize your product and get that value?
0: Yeah. So we, um, in our team, you know, I, I manage a a, um, a a team of of CSMs who are, are named CSMs for their accounts. So they they also sort of have their their own individual kind of book of business, and you know, each CSM has pretty clear line of sight into what you know the customers' goals are. And uh, you know, we, we measure sort of uh, progress towards those goals in a more sort of sub- subjective manner, right? So every time a, a CSM sort of engages with an account, you know, within our CRM, they sort of log sort of the, the likelihood that that customer will, you know, achieve their goals, right? And, and they sort of help use that to prioritize their, their book of business. But in the background, we also use machine learning to sort of understand what is the the likelihood that this customer is going to succeed. So we have both sort of the subjective point of view of the CSM as well as actually machine learning on the back end that uh, looks at a customer, uh, sees how they're using the tools, compares them to other customers who have been successful and have renewed their subscriptions. And sort of the more you look like a successful customer in terms of your usage patterns, like the greater your health is, and uh, the less you look like a successful customer of a you know, similar kind of footprint, um, you know, the, the less healthy you are. And then, you know, the CSMs again sort of prioritize how they engage with their customers and in, in part towards uh, based on their progress towards goals and their utilization of the product.
1: Yeah, so, so your team's looking at, at, at sort of a dashboard of, of, mm-hmm. of different utilization metrics within the, within the product. And then, so if I have a bad, health score or low health score, what, what types of actions are you, you guys taking to to be proactive about, you know, engaging those customers and, and getting their, um, you know, getting them into the product more or, or getting a better value out of the product?
0: Yeah, it's always, you know, very sort of situational. And we have different, you know, playbooks and and sort of mechanisms to, to try and help, you know, remediate customers maybe who aren't seeing, uh, achieving their goals or sort of seeing the value they want to see. Uh, but you know, sometimes it's, it's due to a lack of, you know, uh, perhaps resources on the customer end, you know, and so, you know, we'll look to introduce additional resources, whether that's referring them to a partner that they could help, that could help them or, uh, you know, professional services that, uh, that we offer, or perhaps, you know, there maybe it's just some sort of like technical obstacle and they just need a little bit of extra handholding on some particular issue. Um, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, a piece of code or a, or a workflow they're trying to build or, or something like that. Uh, and then we you know, we'll, we'll tag in sort of specialists and and folks like that to kind of kind of help the customer along. And sometimes, though, you know it's it's even more than just a lack of resources, but sort of a lack of sponsorship, right? And so we 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 try to you know keep a clear line of contact in into you know the the sponsors and the decision makers who are original uh, who were originally responsible for the purchase and make sure that you know we're we're very, uh, closely align with whatever their goals are and, and really understand if things have changed on their side of the business and ha- if their goals have changed. And so then we can sort of realign our, our strategy uh, to whatever their goals are. So it's, it's kind of a mixture of both, you know, uh, resources and sponsorship. Ultimately, I think that um, generally, um, you know, make or break the success of, of, of a customer.
1: So, so then your team would work directly with professional services and, and how does mm-hmm. sort of that kind of cross-functional collaboration work to, to, to go in there and, and, uh, and solve some of these, you know, usage problems or what's the kind of the tactical play there that, that you guys might, might do with, um, with some of the cross-functional teams.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, we usually try to identify is this, you know, a a long-term sort of systemic problem, you know, for perhaps maybe for a smaller business, um, um, using our, you know, sales and, and marketing tools or, or sales, marketing, and service tools, they may may need someone to help them, you know, on a on a weekly or monthly basis with, um, you know, change management or you know, implementing the right strategy. And so we maybe would want to set up some form of a sort of recurring service mechanism where we're highly engaged with them, or then. You know, we may also just sort of tag in a customer or tag in our professional services team, perhaps to you know overcome overcome a short term, a short term roadblock. You know, again, those tend to be, I would say, more you know technical in nature with our software platform. And then on on the longer term engagement, sometimes it's more sort of uh, uh, we would want to set up a more strategic kind of long term engagement. So it's sort of very very situational, depending on on the issue.
1: Yeah, that's great. and um, in, in just kind of to switch gears just a little bit. What are some of the, what are some of the, I want to talk about integrations here, because I think that, uh, you know, there's a, that that's becoming, you know, table stakes in the marketplace to be able to integrate with, with all the, all the other um, different SaaS products or tools that, that, that an enterprise or organization might be utilizing. So what types Mm -hmm. of, you know, integrations are you guys seeing popular out there and, and what is your team and, or working with the professional services or a technical services team, what are you guys doing to. To, to help your customers in, in that regard.
0: Yeah. I mean, we find that, that, you know, years ago I would, uh, you know, HubSpot was more of a, you know, kind of all, all in one solution. Right. But just has, you know, SAS has sort of exploded. You know, we we've recognized that, that we're not going to be a one-stop shop for everybody, but you know, what we, we can do instead is, you know, have a robust set of APIs and, a, and an ecosystem in place where you can, you know, plug and play, um, you know, whatever other systems you may be using in, you know, sales, services, marketing, you know, re- recruiting, um, you know, whatever the case may be, and, and really kind of help help those customers, you know, integrate. I think I saw a stat that, you know, the average uh, sort of mid-market company, say between 100 and 250 employees has almost, you know, 100 different SaaS subscriptions. And so how can we sort of build an ecosystem that helps, you um, them integrate that with HubSpot where, where HubSpot is uh, becomes sort of a, a source of truth where, you know, you can drive your sales marketing and service efforts. Wow.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, a <laughs> hundred SaaS products that, that is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of integrations that you've got to, uh, that you've got to work with there and I'm sure yeah. that can keep a lot of folks busy.
0: Yeah. And ideally they're all, you know, sort of, you know, con- configurable and, you know, business users can, can set all those up. But uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people have to, you know, build something. And again, sort of just like leverage our APIs. And so that's really where, you know, customer success or professional, you know, professional services, or, you know, perhaps, you know, our partner network can uh, can be of some assistance there.
1: Yeah. So kind of moving into that, um, when you look at the makeup of CSMs, um, and you know, if you were going to to hire somebody on your team, which I understand there, there are some openings out there, um, Mm -hmm. at HubSpot in the, in, on the CSM team, um, what are you looking for? Is it, is it a mix of technical? Is it a mix of, you know, practical business skills, soft skills? What, 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 what's kind of the, the ideal makeup of a CSM?
0: Yeah, that's, it's a great question. And we, we talk a lot about, you know, competencies uh, within the CSM organization. Those tend to be things that we can kind of train people on. Um, uh, however, you know, in, in the recruiting and kind of interview process, we, we look for some of the, the traits perhaps that might be more innate in a candidate. And so, you know, we look for, I would say, you know, three things in particular. We look for people who have very, uh, you know, sort of positive attitude. Um, you know, customer su- uh, success, um, you know, can be can be challenging or any job really in services can be challenging. Um, and you can sometimes have, uh, you know, challenging customer interactions. And you need to just make sure that, um, that you maintain a positive attitude because that really you know, sh- shines through in, in all of your customer interactions. We look for that. We look for people who are... You're very uh, intellectually curious people who are learners. Um, that tends to lend itself towards, you know, really good problem solving skills, uh, whether that's a business problem or a technical problem of some kind. So we look for people who are learners. Uh, and then thirdly, you know, we look for people who, you know, really have a, a strong motor and kind of a, a drive to succeed. Um, you know, people who, you know, encounter are able to encounter problems they haven't seen before, but um, one way or another, are just sort of driven to, to, um, to succeed and overcome whatever obstacles in front of them. Uh, so those are some of the traits we look for. And then, of course, you know, the, the competencies you build over time include, you know, your communication skills, uh, you know, business acumen, uh, you know, uh, functional or, or technical uh, skills within the role.
1: Great. So if that sounds like you, again, you can jump mm-hmm. over to HubSpot uh, Jobs, I believe it is. We'll, we'll put mm-hmm. a link in the in the description here uh, and check out and see and have a chat with Stephen and see if there's a there's a fit for you over at HubSpot. Um, so so just to kind of close on on the, the CSM and, and what we do would look for, I, I'm kind of interested. Is there anything in terms of the culture at, at HubSpot that you would want to let us know in terms of what do you guys do to, to, to develop a CSM? If I'm a young CSM and I come in there and, and, and I'm looking to get into a position like yours, Stephen, what, what kinds of things um, is, is HubSpot doing to help further my professional development? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, um, we have a robust sort of you know, training program here, and every you know new hire kind of um, gets their own kind of enterprise edition of the HubSpot software, and so you can really uh, um, you know not use it to its full ex- fullest extent without worrying about you know breaking breaking something in a, a customer's environment. And so every new hire does a project, where they really sort of um, you know launch a, a a real business or perhaps a you know pretend business. Um, using the tools and it, it gives them sort of visibility into both, you know, the, the business strategy you would employ in terms of using the software and as well as sort of the technical, you know, elements of the software and really what, what is the marriage of, of those two things, you know, how do you, uh, you know, employ this, the software, uh, you know, in the service of, of achieving your goals. So uh, that, that's a big thing, just kind of having your own enterprise license of the software. Uh, but then over time, you know, training goes well beyond, you know, your first 30, 60, and 90 days. And so we lean heavily into mentorship and kind of a buddy system, uh, you know, where people are able to, you know, lean heavily not only on their manager, really, but but the, their peers, right, as they, they encounter, you know, new, new and challenging, um, you know, customer problems. Um, and then, you know in addition to sort of the more informal kind of mentorship and, and buddy system, you know, there's an enablement team, you know, here that really tries to help the team sort of understand and uh, prioritize, you know, what are the most important things uh, to understand? So for example, this year we've, you know, made sort of literacy of our APIs, you know, a very, uh, you know, important part of the role. And so, you know, you're given time to, sort of do all uh watch all the the videos attend the trainings and do some of the practical application work to just sort of better understand our apis and again that's sort of in the service of uh, you know helping our customers in a great hubspot with more and more platforms so it's kind of a mixture of like onboarding kind of informal
1: uh,
0: mentorship as well as you know being supported by you know an enablement team that helps you kind of prioritize what are the most important things to know
1: well, that's great. Yeah. So kind of a, a day in the life of the customer as well as some mm-hmm. of the, you know, the the te- technical hooks and, and the, mm-hmm. the, the professional development um, mm-hmm. through a mentorship program. That's great. That's good to hear. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's a, as you start a, a new role, it can always be be challenging if you if you're not getting the support and, and the application experience kind of a day in the life of the customer. Um, yeah. So that's 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 yeah. great. Yeah, and
0: then you know, in addition to that, Jay, you know, I'll just make another plug sort of for things like you know tuition reimbursement, um, as well as just sort of a training budget. If there's something you want to you know learn that maybe we don't really have a course on or things like that, people take advantage of that. We've got people getting you know part time MBAs, uh, you know, taking classes uh, you know externally uh, as well, and so we're very supportive of that as well.
1: That's great. Before we wrap here, I've got one one final question. Steve, and what is a what's a productivity hack or tip that you can that you can give us that that we might be able to walk away from this and either get a little bit more done in our day or or be a little bit more efficient about how we we go about things um, that maybe you or your team is doing?
0: Yeah, um, gosh, I, I would say in the the last year the my biggest productivity hack, and I feel like guilty, it's not a sort of a HubSpot product, but I do leverage. Boomerang quite a bit uh, as a G, uh, as an extension in my my Gmail um, because I find that um, you know my, your inbox can just be overflowing and you really can't use that as as uh, as a thing to to manage your day so I try and sort of just keep my inbox pretty pretty clear but I use Boomerang to help sort of remind me of things you know that perhaps uh, people aren't you know responding to or things you know to double check on things just to make sure that you know. Things are moving along, so I'll, I'll oftentimes sort of set a reminder that hey, if no one replies to this thread, you know, within some period of time, like put it back in my inbox. Um, so I'm using that that quite a bit lately.
1: Great. So kind of to help things uh, from falling through the cracks, you've got a you've got a a technical assistant there in the background. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you again, Stephen. Uh, the Director of Customer Success at HubSpot. Again, they have uh, some CSM positions open right now. Jump on their website. Please take a look at that. We'll include a link in the description. And Steven, I can't thank you enough for for joining us on Beyond the Acquisition. It's it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Great. Thanks so much, John. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Acquisition today. Please be sure to jump over to HubSpot.com forward slash jobs to check out the open positions at HubSpot. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to Beyond the Acquisition. And if there's anything you're interested in hearing on the show or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at info at btapodshow.com. That's info at btapodshow.com. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Acquisition.